0: Thank you, Pastor. Well, just, I don't know if you already met my wife last <laughs> night, but I want to just, this is the, my beautiful wife, <laughs> and, uh, and I, I sort of wanted to meet her. And uh, uh, I don't know, you have to, you want to say something? Just say. Just want to say, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll do the talking to Yeah. Uh-huh. He likes to talk. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to say hi, and I'm so blessed to be here, and, and, and uh, the people from Mexico uh, say hi to you and send you uh, hugs and kisses. <laughs> God bless you. Thank you. Okay. okay. Okay, I want to pray first, and I want to just ask God to do this for me, because I I have a, a, the same problem as my wife. Uh, I want to apologize first for my, my lack of English. I really, this is, I don't know if you noticed already, I'm a Mexican. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, my English is not my first language. So I, I really, I'm praying to God to God uh, do it, do, do everything here. Because if it's on me, I'll be a mess. So... <laughs> So I want to pray and I want to apologize for my English, so if I say something wrong, talk to God about that. Okay? <laughs> so I'm going to pray. Let's, uh, let's pray and let's bow our heads and let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you, for this, uh, thank you for this opportunity that you are giving me today and my wife to be here with our extended family here. And uh, we thank you because now we can see you and each of uh, your children here and each of them and we can see your love, and we can see that you are here within them, and this is your purpose, and this is your, your will, God, and uh, I, I really want to deliver this message according to your desire and your purpo- purpose for today, God. Uh, we thank you, and I pray in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen, amen. Okay, the scripture of today was about the teaching of Jesus about the end of the times, the end of the age, and... Uh, when I was reading this verse, I, I, I read this verse, like, several times, but never really touched my heart. I, I don't know why, but there's always a, a, a time when, when you read a, the verse of the Bible and you see this verse, like, highlighted, like, like this is very important right now. And for me, that happened. I was reading this verse, and I was reading the context of this verse, and really, uh, it, was a, a, it made a big difference in my life when I understood that. The, the, the context of this, this verse and the whole teaching of Jesus. And we were reading, but I'm going to read the verse 20, 14, 24, 14, Matthew 24, 14. And it, it says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony of, to all nations, and then the end will come. Jesus actually is teaching about the uh, end of the times. How important is this? How important is to know about the end of the times? Everybody wants to know that. Actually, I have heard a lot of preachings about this topic, the end of times. We all want to know when. We all want to know how. We all want to know. And many of us, we are afraid of that. Many of us, we are excited because we want to see that happening. We want to see Jesus coming once again. And and But Jesus is saying something very specific, and he's teaching about, the signs of the end of times. So to go to that point, the point of the end of times, Jesus is saying something must happen first in order to fulfill that point, or to go to that point. And that is, the gospel must be preached in all nations. So for me, when I, when I um, was reading about this verse, for me, was Jesus was, yeah, teaching about the ends of the times, but the most important thing Thing that Jesus was teaching was world evangelization. The most important thing that we need to be focused today, us, our as Christians, our I mean, our lives needs to be focused in, uh, in that condition that Jesus is saying. It's world evangelization. The the, the the gospel must be preached in all the nations. I was thinking about that and meditating about that in, in because in the Old Testament. And we see always God uh, leading his people to, the, to, the, to one direction. And in, in the Old Testament, the direction of God was to the, the promised land. Go to the promised land. Go to the, to the promised land. And that was God leading his people to that point. So the, the, the Old Testament, that was God's direction. And, and God did everything according to his, his desire, his, uh, his uh, plan to take his people to to the, the promised land. Because the, the thing was not about the land. It wasn't about the promised land. It was about the, the, the land of the promise. The promise was the Messiah. The Messiah was promised to, to, to come to that land. And that was the biggest promise. Not just the land. It was not about the land. It was, it was about the Messiah coming. So that was the direction of God for the Old Testament. And now in the New Testament we see God giving us a new direction, not a different direction, but another direction, and now the direction of God is to the end of the world. Now the direction of God is about the same thing, moving his people to his desire. And it's about the Messiah. It's about the Christ, because the first was direction to the Messiah to come for the first time. And the second is the Messiah to come for the second time. So in God's direction was go to the promised land. Today for us, God's direction is missions, world evangelization. And then Messiah will come for the second time. And now when I, was, when I understood this, for me it was like how important it is for us as Christians to understand this because everything, God is doing everything according to his desire. Even he's moving the, the, his, the history of the world according to his desire. He did that in the Old Testament. He moved everything according to his desire, and he took his people to the place he promised them in order to receive the Messiah, the biggest promise. So today, many Christians, we, are, we, we, we have forgotten about that. We think God uh, is doing something here, and he's not really moving the history in his desire. No, no, we need to to have the eyes, the spiritual eyes, to see the reality of God's desire in our lives. What God really wants us to do today. What God really wants us to be focused today. What is the direction of my life for me today from God? And there is only one direction, his plan, his desire. What I'm saying, why, why, I'm, why, why God gave me this word? Because it's so important. It is so important. We need to have the eyes to see this. Because God, will, he, he will do everything according to his desire. And we need to come to his desire in order to see the amazing things that God wants to do. If we are doing things here in our own desire... We will never see God's hand moving in, favor, in our favor because he will move his hand when we are doing things according to his desire. Am I? I mean, clear indeed. And, and, and when I realized that, I was like, okay, God, so my, everything changed for me, my ministry, my life, Everything changed really inside of me when I understood this this truth about god's desire and I want to today I want to share some stories of our ministry and and what what is happening. You know what I've, Probably you have heard a lot of bad things about Mexico because it's so easy to 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 fall in that, I mean, to just hear that what the media has been sharing. Oh, Mexico is so bad. Don't go to Mexico. You're going to get killed. I was born in Mexico. I grew up in Mexico. I'm still here. <laughs> I live in Mexico, actually. And you know what? But that's, the, that's what everybody thinks about Mexico, because that's the only thing they know. And they think Mexico, they have a lot of problems in Mexico. They have uh, corruption. They have uh, the cartels. They have, oh, it's so bad. And you know what? There is only one problem in Mexico. They don't know Jesus as the answer of their lives. They don't know the gospel. So what is the solution for Mexico? And the same solution for the state, the same solution for the world, gospel. So we are the Church of Christ. We need to have that perspective. We need to have that eyes to see the problem, the spiritual, the real problem of the world. But many times, we are just like non-believers. We are doing the same comments. Oh no, I don't want to go to Mexico. They have big problems. No, there's only there's only one problem. You know what? The same problem that you have here in your community. They don't know Jesus. If they only. New Jesus, they know Jesus. I mean it would be different, different story. But for me, when I when I when I understood that, I was like, okay, then my job, if I want to change Mexico, and I really want to see a, a Mexico, a different Mexico, I need to start doing giving the solution to people. I need to start doing evangelism. That is God's desire. And everything I do, I need to put Everything I do in that direction. Oh, this is part of the gang. I mean the church <laughs> in Ensenada. This is our church, part of the people in Ensenada. And, and you know what? Every, the church, sometimes we go to church, we attend every Sunday service, and it's fine. I'm not saying that is wrong, but we don't have that perspective. We don't have that eyes to see the, the, the God's desire and how, we, how important we are for the world today. Because there is no hope for the world if the church is not doing evangelism. There is no hope because there is no solution. The government is not the solution. The new political party in the government is not the solution. Financial is not the solution. It's not the real solution. Jesus is the only solution. The gospel is the only solution. And we need to have the eyes to see that. And we need to put all what we do in that desire of God. Go and preach the gospel to all the nations, because that's what they really need. I want to tell you a story. This is a, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, because when you try to, to make a story in, in a different language, sometimes, I mean, it's a problem. <laughs> I remember one day that I, I, I took a pastor that he, was, he, was speak, he spoke only English. And I took him to the prison ministry and he wanted to share something to the to the inmates. And he said, please translate this for me. So I'm gonna break the ice, I'm gonna start telling some jokes. And I was like, Oh my god. So sharing jokes in a different language is like a problem. So he was and then he started using a play of words, and that doesn't make sense in Spanish. So and he thought that I was translating what he was saying. And the only thing I told the, the image was, just laugh and pretend that everything was. And, and, and then everybody was laughing. And he thought, oh, I'm so good telling jokes. So that didn't happen. And I was so honest with him. I, I, I told him, you know what, I, didn't, I couldn't translate that. So it doesn't make sense. So I'm going to try to translate it. So I, I was reading this story. It's about a pig and a hen. Or I don't know if it's chicken or hen is the, the hen. They were talking of the farm. They were talking. They were having this very, very, very uh, deep talk about the problem of the world. And the, the, the hen was telling the pig, I don't speak uh, English, so, uh, or pinglish, <laughs> uh, so I'm going to translate it in, in, into English. So uh, uh, the, the hen was saying, hey, pig. <laughs> I think there is a big problem on the world. Have you ever seen the news? And the pig was like, no. Well, I know some problems, but I don't know which one are you talking about. And the hands was like, oh, they're starving, man. They don't have anything to eat. I think we need to do something about it. And then the pig was like, that's a good idea. I'm a good pig. I need to do something. I want to be good. So then the hen told the pig, I have a plan. Let's do this. Every morning, I'm going to lay 12, 12 eggs. And I'm going to donate those eggs for the, for the cows, for the, for the, for the uh, people that they need something to eat. And the pig was like, that's a good idea. What do you want me to do? Oh, you can put the ham, the, the, the meat, and uh, the sausages, and that will be a good thing to do. And then the pig was like, yeah, uh, wait a minute. That's a big difference between you and me. You want just to collaborate, but I will be devoting myself for the cause. So I will be giving everything I have, my life, everything. And that is what really Jesus has done for us. He didn't just collaborate for, for us. He gave himself everything. He devoted, devoted himself to, for us. So today is the same thing. We need to devote ourselves for the cause of the missions, not just collaborating, not just being part of it. We need to put all our lives in that direction, everything. Because that is the most important thing For God today. There is no other thing more important than missions and world evangelization. There is no other. Actually, God is doing everything according to that. He will move everything according to that. Because that is his plan. And let me tell you this. Who can stop God's plan? Nobody. Not even Satan. Nobody. If you are in God's plan... Nobody will be able to stop you, or defeat you, or kill you, or rob you, even though you are in Mexico City, even though you go to Culiacán and you face to face with El Chapo, not El Chapo, Chapo's son now, because you are the Church of Christ, because God is with you. Because you are doing God's desire. And nobody can stop God's desire. So that's why it's very important to have those eyes. That's why it's very important to open our eyes to the big picture of world evangelization. So Jesus told his disciples, this is the sign of the end of the time. Preaching the gospel. So how important is that? So today I want to share some pictures about what we are doing in Mexico and everything we are doing is moving that direction, moving that direction. I tell the people, some of the people in the church, our church are now elderly people. Is that correct, elderly? Yeah, and, and they think they, they cannot do nothing now because they're, I'm too old to do world evangelization. No, <laughs> don't think that way. If you don't, have you ever think, thought about this? Why? God gave me life today. It wouldn't be easier for me that the moment that I was saved by God, just to go with God. I mean, like for me, like really, it wouldn't be the easiest thing to do. I mean, like for God to do, and for me, okay, I'm I got saved, then I'm go to I go to be with God, and woohoo, everything is happiness. So, but God, He has a He has a plan for us. That's why we're here. That's why we, we 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 exist today to fulfill his plan because we are his vessels to take salvation to others. So many people, many people they think, oh I'm too old, I'm too poor, I'm too I don't have education, I don't have I don't speak the language, I don't those are just I don't know how to say this. But if God is with you those things are not a problem. Actually, he will use you amazingly. Even though you are like old and you think, I'm, I'm not able to go to Mexico or to go, missions is not, it's not geographically a, a way of speaking. Missions is a lifestyle, it's devoting yourself for missions in every aspect. Actually, when you are watching beaches, you are saying, I'm watching beaches for war and vandalization. I'm feeding my kids because these are my the, the next generation. They're gonna be sharing Christ for the next generation. So I'm doing this for world evangelization. I'm I'm doing everything I do. I I'm walking. I'm 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 doing some workout because world evangelization. I'm breathing today for world evangelization. I'm I I have a life. I have life today because God has a plan for me, and His plan is world evangelization, missions, evangelism. You know why there's not a lot of evangelism among the, the church today? Because we don't have the passion for, for, for the souls. We don't have the passion for, we don't have the eyes of God to see the reality of the world. We don't have that. So why we need to do that? Why we need to have that? Because that is God's plan. There is no other plan. God is moving everything according to that plan. So wouldn't it wouldn't be very natural for us to just, and easy, to, to move into God's plan and, and see how God works, that would be the best thing to be for us. I mean, the best place to be for us. And so I want to talk about the, the pictures more. So this is our church. Even though it's not a big church, I mean, there is, I'm sorry, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in other words. There is no small church. We are the Church of Christ. So our God is huge. So the Church of Christ is big, huge. So, but we are a small congregation. Uh, we, we have this imprinted in our hearts, world evangelization. And you know what? God has been doing everything, opening doors. Even though we, don't, we are a church from Mexico, we kind of, maybe you think about the Church of Mexico, they are poor, they don't have anything. We have everything because we have Christ. We have everything. So we need to work as a body. We need to work as a body, as a church. That's why when you go down there, you go to partner with the church in Mexico. You don't go just to help. You go to partner because we have the same God, and we need to be on the same page. So this is we like to eat. I, my wife was saying yesterday that we love to eat. We love to have fellowship time. I noticed that yesterday, last night. I mean, yeah, I was... So good. So, And God has brought the people to our lives to, to, to put together this, this team work. Because uh, we need to work as a team. And you know what? This is the perfect example. You are part of that. You are part of the evangelization in Mexico. You are part of that because you are supporting missions, because you are sending your team down there because you are devoting yourselves to that desire, God's desire. And we see some faces here. I think you know some of the people here. And you know what? It's always a good thing to have you come to have you and come to Mexico because you know what? We see the big picture of uh, all the nations in the gospel. We see people can see the big picture of God. I mean, from every nation, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. And this is huge. Just to go there. Just to know that somebody's praying for you, just to know that somebody cares for you, it's huge. It's big. Don't think that you, can, you cannot do something for missions. There's always something that you can do for missions. There's always something. And then that's a perfect sample. Sometimes, I don't know if you, you speak Spanish. No. Well, I speak Spanish. I mean, poquito. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not about speaking the language. We speak the language of the Spirit. There is no better language than God's language. I don't know when we're going to, I don't know if you have, I mean, ever thought about this. When we get to heaven, I, probably I know that God, he, he, will, he, will, he, will be, he will be speaking Spanish. So, yeah. So you may have a problem there. Uh, but, I mean, that's, that wouldn't be a problem. That wouldn't be a problem because we're going to speak the language of the Spirit. So we're going to be there from every nation in, in every uh, language, but we're going to be speaking the same language. We can do that now. Not wait till we get to heaven. We can do that now because we speak the language of the Spirit. I was going to show you my Bible, but I have an electronic Bible. So. <laughs> we, we speak the same language. So that's one of the pictures. Let's go to the next one. And then God gave us this big blessing of being part of this ministry called Rancho Refugio. This is a big answer from God to do world evangelization. This is one of our, uh, our extended ministries. We, we, we love how, how God is being used in this place. And it's not about the place, it's about the people there. To, to share gospel, not just for the, for the city of Ensenada, but also for the, 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 the whole country, Mexico, and now to all, some other nations. And this is Rancho Refugio. This is where um, my, my wife and me, we are, uh, 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 I am the director of the ministry, and uh, by the way, uh, the founder of the ministry is here with us now, uh, Caroline Kuna, want to just, uh, she's here. She, that's another story that I want to share later with you. But uh, that's uh, how God prepared everything for his desire. Because sometimes we do things and we don't know uh, until, I mean, we God shows what is the purpose of everything. And, and, and this is part of the, the, the property there. So uh, we have a nice place that we use for, for missions to accommodate missionaries. And now we are using that place for, uh, uh, to train missionaries. Local missionaries, Mexican missionaries, to go out, to go and be missionaries on the world. Because sometimes we think only the U.S. and the states can send out missionaries or uh, first-world uh, countries. No, we are called. We are the church. We are. We, we need to start raising up disciples and sending out missionaries to the world. We are actually 37 nations that we speak the same language. We speak Spanish, so we need 37 missionaries to go to those nations. So we are using that place in order to, to raise up those disciples and to teach uh, uh, disciples. We have actually in that place a school for kids, for uh, kids that they were uh, field workers. Now they have opportunity to, to do, to do a, school, a school, but also not only school, that we are providing to them for them the main thing they need. They need gospel. So we are teaching gospel. We are, t- we are giving them skills for life. But we are preparing the, the next generation for, for, uh, to save the world. The next generation, we're raising up these, these, these kids that they're going to be in, in uh, the, the, the science, the, the government. So this is the way to change the world, to change the next generation. So this is the place. Uh, there's a lot of things to say about this place, but you need to come and see it's better when you come and see. <laughs> so there's a lot, of, a lot of testimonies. My wife was sharing last night about the testimonies, amazing testimonies. And this is uh, the, 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 the main uh, place where everything has been happening lately. So the, uh, the Rancho Refugio, and, and then go to the next one. So we, those are all pastors, local pastors, that they come to the ranch, and we pray together. Okay. So this is the, the body of Christ working together. So we use this, this, this place because it's a neutral place. From, from different denominations, they come to the ranch, and we pray every, every, every other week. So we get together, and we do that time with the pastors. We do the, Those are like conferences for, for disciple, discipling people, and like I said, uh, raising up the disciples. They're going to they, go out and, and share gospel, go for the next one. And this part of the staff, all of them are amazing testimonies, all of them. You heard some last night, but all of them. So the ranch is also a healing center. Oh, we like to party. (laughs) So that was in June. (laughs) So we were celebrating Christmas in June. Well, that's who we are. And uh, so that's the other thing. I wanted to show you this, because probably you're going to think, that's so silly. Well, even doing that, we are doing world evangelization. If you have the heart for God's desire, whatever you do, it's going to be for world evangelization. So the next one. And we do prison ministry. You heard a lot last night. So these, all of them, are uh, part of our prison ministry. That is Pastor Gabriel, another pastor that we are, Pastor Chris is visiting and, uh, and partnering down in Ensenada. And we both go to the prison, and that was a, a day we did a, a lot of baptisms. So uh, we share gospel, and, and the, the people are receiving gospel. God has, God has prepared everything for that. So we need to trust that. He granted us the grace to, to get to know Jesus. So he has uh, the grace for, for other people. The only thing we need to do is go and preach the gospel. And and then the next one. So that's the same thing, prison. We pray for the inmates. We we are those are that's the main side. Actually, that's the psychiatric side. Nobody likes to go to the psychiatric side. Because usually when you are preaching there, you're preaching and you're like, Da, 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 da. And the people are like, mm. mm-hmm. so. And for professional speakers, they don't like to, to feel that like nobody's paying attention. But when you know that you are speaking spiritual word, you know it's gonna be uh, it's powerful. And they when they hear the message, we I, I would love to share my testimonies with you. We but a lot of people healing, a lot of people receiving gospel, changing their lives. So that's another part of the prison. We are sharing gospel. And what about, I mean, I, I wanted to share more about my background. I mean, I talked to the pastor, Chris, about my, my, my testimony. But it's a long story, and I, I, I want to show you what is going on down there. So, but I was a drug addict. I don't know if I told you last night. I was a drug addict, so God changed my life. I didn't want to do anything with Christ. I didn't, I didn't like Christian people. I thought they were very, they are very dummy people, I mean, like, uh, how can they believe in something that they don't see? I mean, I was a very good non-believer, but God convicted my heart. He found me when I was uh, trying to commit suicide. So uh, that's why I know that that is the answer for them. You know why they are in prison? Because they didn't have the answer. They didn't know Jesus. They didn't have no, no choice but to, to do what they were doing. So it's very natural. Natural. And, and then we are also building houses for people that they have the need of a, a, a house. Uh, many people, they, go to the, they move to the north of Mexico, trying to find a better way of living. And uh, like I said, we work with these kids on the school. That they are, their parents are uh, field workers. Some of them, they don't have a house. So we, we, we help providing a house for I them. Mean, we are part of that. We are connecting with, with ministries that they want to, be part of that, and and we are doing the work. So those are part of the stuff. And we do also camps. And what is the reason for the camps? World evangelization. To change the generation. To imprint the gospel in the kids' hearts. The whole purpose. Go for the next one. We feed tacos. We like to cook tacos for the people that go to the camps. So that's me. I like to do that. I like to barbecue. Okay, next one. And these are the kids from the school. So, actually, that's the one on the end. That's our son, Carlos. And these are the next generation. These are the ones that are going to the hope for the world, the hope for Mexico, because they have the, the gospel. Probably... We think education is good. Yeah, it is good. It is a good tool. But the best thing they can have is gospel. So oh, you know that guy (laughs) over there. I want to thank you. I want really to thank you for supporting your pastor and for supporting these uh, trips that you make to Mexico. It's very important for us. Like Pastor was saying last night, even just praying for us. Because we need to pray in the same direction. (laughs) We need to do that in the same direction. We need to be in the same page. And what is God's direction for our lives? World evangelization. We need to pray to God. I mean, we need to pray for that. We need, if you want to help us in Mexico, if you want to help us, we are praying for you. Please help us praying for evangelism. For people to open their hearts to receive the message of the gospel. For, for uh, disciples to go and preach the gospel. We know it's a God's plan, and he has already he's, he's done everything, and he will do everything. But we need to be in his plan. He wants to use us. Woo. He, wants, he still wants to use you. More pictures? You know that, the, the people? And, and like I said, God has brought a lot of people to, to make connections, to, to work together. This is, uh, these are pastors from South Korea that they now they're doing ministry in Ensenada. And they're like, we are doing missions with them. And and God opened the door. We started praying in that direction, and God brought the people. We didn't have the money to go. But there are people that they can help with that. They probably cannot go because they don't speak the language, but we speak the language. So we do the work. But God will do everything if we just pray in that direction. So these are uh, pastors from from South Korea. And local pastors, these are locos, pastors, pastors, locos, crazy, (laughs) and local, (laughs) local pastors that we are connecting with. I mean, a lot of pastors are coming together, working together. This is amazing to see the church working together, not seeing ourselves, uh, one, each other as a competition. We see ourselves as brothers and sisters doing the same thing. This is Pastor Gabriel, another pastor, and uh, that's me. And now we have the, now God is, who would have thought, this drug addict, ex-drug addict now doing missions around the world. I mean, this is just a picture with me. You know. I, and by the way, I don't, I don't like to fly. I don't enjoy flying. But God has a big sense of humor. So he's like moving me from here to here to here. And every time I take off, I'm like, oh, God, what are you doing this to me? But it's so amazing amazing to see how God is working, how God is opening doors. We We are doing now missions in Colombia, Guatemala, Salvador, Panama, Venezuela, South Mexico. We are just a small church. No, we are the Church of Christ. Next one. This is our uh, my um, how do you say associate. associate pastor. I share gospel with him. Uh, he was a, a few years ago. He was an, an unbeliever. <laughs> I share gospel with him, and I knew right away that God had a call for him. So I, my job was to train train him and, and to raise, to nourish nourish him, nourish him. So and now he's a, a, my associate pastor. And, and the next week he will go to Guatemala to, to, in, in El Salvador to do to the missions there. Actually, and also we are working government. We do some uh, connections with the government, not to depend on the government, but to help doing what we are supposed to do, share gospel. We don't depend on government help. We are helping them because we are the solution for them. So that's why we go to some events. So that's part of the team, part of the gang. This is in uh, Colombia, one of the churches we visited. This is in Canada, actually. I had the chance to go to Canada also and preach, and it's amazing. So for me, I have, that I've been going some places, it's it's to see the, the reality, to see that there is no difference between Mexico and all other countries. Actually, it's the same problem. They need Jesus. So. We, need, we have the solution. We need to start doing that. Even though we don't speak the language. With my broken English, I've been preaching. And they receive Jesus. And they come to Jesus, and they're like, wow. I mean, this is the first time that I know Jesus. This is the first. And I'm like, it wasn't about my, my speech. It was about God's grace. So next, whatever you do, that's my wife and me. Whatever you do, it doesn't matter what you do. Do it for world evangelization. Many people, they think, oh, that's so you have the clown ministry? Yeah. <laughs> we do clown ministry for one reason. World <laughs> evangelization. That is the most important thing. I want to share a story before I, I'm closing down. <laughs> pastor, I see the pastor like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Do you, do you have any I'm a Spanish pastor. We, we Spanish pastors, we love to talk a lot. Like two hours or so three hours. And I'm like. Blah, blah, blah. So I'm sorry. I know the controller. <laughs> OK, OK. Just turn off the mic, and that's it. I'll be like. OK, um, I'm going to share a story that I was reading actually two days ago. I was reading about this man, Henry Crowell. That's his name. And I was reading that he, he, went, he was invited, he was very sick, and he was invited to attend a big crusade. And this preacher, uh, I don't know if you, uh, you know him, Dwight Moody, he was preaching that night. So the guy, this guy Henry, went to the, to, the, to the crusade, and he heard the message of gospel that night. And he received Jesus, uh, or he accepted Jesus that night. So, but what really was the big impact for him was when he heard from Moody saying these words, the world hasn't seen yet what God can do with a man completely devoted to him. That's what Moody said, and for for Henry was a big impact in his life. He thought, yeah, so God can do amazing things with me if I just his desire. So he decided to invest all his money, even though he was sick. And he had a, bit, a, 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 a very bad uh, sickness. Uh, and he decided to invest all his money and whatever he owned in one, one, one business. He bought a, a mill and, and a piece of land. And he started the Quaker company, the Quaker a mills company, the oatmeal, Quaker. So, and he decided to give 70% of his profits to the mission's purpose, 70%. Because he thought, I really want to invest my money, everything I do, for the cause of God. So the, the, the business grew. You know the business. We are, actually, every morning you eat oatmeal, <laughs> Quaker oatmeal. So, and still, he started supporting Moody's Bible College. And uh, supporting, uh, he was not able to go, but he started doing everything for the, the, God's desire. So we know the company today. Still, they're supporting missions all over the world. And this is Henry Crowell, the founder. He understood that if he was just doing God's desire, God really will be blessing whatever thing he will be doing. So he understood that. I'm not saying you need to give everything. I'm saying you need to devote yourself in God's desire. What I'm saying is we need to have the eyes of missions. the really the solution for the world. The, when we read Matthew 28:19, Jesus is saying, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Go. Go. To go is not just a geographically, what I was saying is a way of speaking. To go is, have everything, is to have everything in that direction. It's to align our life in the purpose of God. To devote ourselves in everything we do, everything we think, everything we pray, everything, even our lives today, just for one reason. World evangelization. So we need to have that direction in our lives. That is missions. It's not just to go to different countries. It's to have a lifestyle in God's (laughs) desire. So every time you pray, have this in your mind. Let's, the next picture. When I saw this picture, this is what the world needs, the blood of the lamb. This is what the world needs. And the, 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 the blood of the lamb is the gospel. They need to know Jesus. And you are called to do that by God. You are the Church of Christ. Like I said before, there is no hope for the world if we don't do that. There is no hope. I'm going to sound like a, like the Star Wars movie. You are our only hope. <laughs> <laughs> and just keep in mind this number. Keep in mind this thing, this next picture, please. 237. That is the number of the nation of the world. 237 nations are in this little ball. In those 237 nations, they need to hear the gospel. 37 nations are Hispanic. They speak Spanish. But 200, they can use English. So pray always for 237. I mean, yeah, 237. Have this number imprinted in your mind and your heart. And every time you pray, this is the the best thing you can do now. God, I pray for the 237 nations on the world. I pray for salvation. I pray for you to open the doors to preach gospel in these 237 nations. That is the answer. For this ball. That is the answer for the earth. And that is God's direction because He will do everything, the history of this ball, according to His plan and His desire. Actually, the world keeps rotating, or I don't know how to say that, just because of that. Just because of that. Because He has a plan. And He surely will be fulfilling his plan complete. I know that. I know that. So if we know that, why don't we just devote ourselves in that direction? And let's wait for the second coming of Christ doing what we are supposed to do today for the sake of this ball. God bless you all in I I wish to have more time. i got three more hours. (laughs) But I just want to tell you how we're going to do this. Acts 1a, that's the answer. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes to you. How are we going to do this? What is the best method to do it? (laughs) Through the power of the Holy Spirit that is within us. No more. No mass. And thank you for listening. God bless you all.